0: Into defeating the curse, we got LP here. We got FP. We're going back to the original two. Paul, <laughs> say hello. What's up,
1: man? How's it going, guys?
0: You know what tonight is, right?
1: Uh, training
0: camp eve. It is training camp eve, and, and I think we heard some breaking news earlier today. Um, you, would you like to share with the with our listeners? Uh, yeah,
1: Jordan Reed. As much as I love him, he's uh, a big virgin right now. Apparently, he's going to be on the pup because his uh, big toe hurts so I don't know how does,
0: how does his big toe hurt?
1: It's been off season what is he What has he done to get injured? Know, maybe he's wearing uh, some fancy leather loafers or something he didn't have socks on got a little rough skin i I, I don't know how like you're did he cut his nail too short i I can't t- like you know when you cut your nail too short short and it starts hurting is that is that what we're dealing with right now i mean that's that's ridiculous like it's like the guy can't catch a break
0: i mean I don't want to draw the comparison, but he's kind of like Steven Strasburg. They just can't catch
1: a break. <laughs> Thankfully, it's uh, a hurt toe and not a concussion or a busted shoulder or anything like that. Um, unless they're using the toe thing to cover up a concussion, if you want us to uh, start issuing fake news. <laughs> Come on. We can't We can't really believe that. No.
0: Well, the good thing about training camp is when you're on PUP, I think you're evaluated day to day. So he can be put off of... Pulled, pulled off of pup at any time, but I mean, to me, it's still concerning that it's July 26th, the day before camp, and he's already injured.
1: Honestly, with, with players like Jordan Reed and some of our, I'm going to say fragile, but that's the wrong word for some of those players. I would be completely happy if they didn't touch or see the field until game one, week one, because as long as they don't get overweight and, and, and forget how to run their routes, they'll, they'll be fine. Right. So stay off the field, stay healthy. We need you for the season after that. Who cares about your toes or anything like that?
0: Yeah. But I mean, at some point, don't you think we got to take the bubble wrap off of Jordan Reed? Like if he's going to get injured, he's going to get injured. Like let's I mean, he's, just he's play gotten, him.
1: He's gotten injured with bubble wrap on him. What do what do you think is going to happen when you take the bubble wrap off him? Yeah. I mean,
0: but at some point it's like, you got to get tired of just waiting around and hoping that the guy doesn't get injured the whole time. That's kind of like what we had with RG three, like every day of our lives as RG three as Redskins fans, we were worried. Is he going to get hurt? Is, you know, how's, how's he going to get hit in the pocket it, at some point? It's, it's just you know, annoying. And so we like, it's like, you got to play or you don't.
1: Honestly, I say we, we ride out the Jordan Reed uh, boat ride as long as we can. Let him do what he can do. Bubble wrap, no bubble wrap. Toe, no toe. Um, but we got uh, we got sprinkle on. We we drafted sprinkle, so we're future proofing the team. So I'm not really too too concerned about it, right? I mean, at least at least we have something in place. You have Niles Paul on a contract here. Stuff is in place for for this right now. We're not we're not going to be as devastated as before.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true. I actually think tight end is probably one of our deepest positions. Uh, you know me. I'm a huge Niles Paul guy, and not just because of his last name. But great, last the one name. time the guy had a chance to perform on the field, I mean, he was he was awesome, in addition to his special team standout. But let's move on. I mean, so we know Jordan Reed is on PUP. D. Hall, I heard, is on PUP. What do you make out of that? I mean, two back-to-back injury seasons that, you know, pretty much ended his uh, season, He's kind of been talked about as maybe having a future role in the, in the front office or in a coaching. What do you kind of make out of the D hall situation? Do you think he makes the team? Is he going to play safety? Is he going to go back to corner?
1: What do you make? Uh, out of it? I mean, he's definitely not going back to corner. Uh, he'll stay as safety for sure. I love D hall. He's always been one of my favorites. I love those firecracker, unnecessary penalty type players, just like Jano. I mean, Always going to be one of my. They they make watching the game fun, right? And he's been around for what ten years now. And then yeah, I think he's been with us for ten years. He's a great player. Uh, I mean, right now we're going to use him kind of the way we used London Fletcher in his last year. Um, keep us but on board. Wasn't London
0: a little little
1: yeah? He was a, he had, he, he was a slow in his step his last year. Yeah, he had a slow step for sure. But you he the what he brought to the locker room and what. D hall will bring to practice and to training camp, even if he's not actually participating is the, the that insider information. It's going to be the things that the rookies need that, I mean, even Bashad Breland, I mean, anybody, Suha Cravens, whoever needs the help, he'll be right there as an extra coach. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to play, but I don't think we get rid of him. Um, I don't want to get rid of my, like D hall. He's always been one of my favorites. I love the beard. I think his beard is better than James Harden's beard. Yeah, but I, I thought I, just, I thought I just saw
0: a picture of him and he shaved it. I he shaved the beard? He shaved the beard. Mm-hmm. I think that's his new new look to look look a little bit younger. Maybe I should try the same.
1: <laughs> I think you need to try Rogaine before you try shaving the facial hair. Hey, hey, hey. That's not
0: cool. Fat Al.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what else? So- I mean... There's a you lot got, of question marks. I mean, in my mind, there's a lot of question marks coming into the training camp. Um, you know, is the D line going to be better? We've drafted Jonathan Allen, um, signed two free agents, but I, I still think that's a question mark. Um, there's just, there's a lot of question marks. Is Sean Laval going to be starting left guard? Is he going to get overseed by Quanjo? Um, is the offensive line going to be able to run block? There's a whole lot of questions to me. Uh, I personally, I'd like to see who starts at inside linebacker and how that's going to work with, with Zach Brown. Um, to me, that's going to be the most intriguing thing in the early days of training camp is who gets first team reps at inside linebacker.
1: Um, Um, my, my biggest thing is, is definitely going to be nose tackle. Um, I mean, they keep trying to shove three, four defense down our throats, uh, and if we don't have a tried and true dominant nose tackle, it's kind of going to, I mean, we're essentially just going to be running a four, three. I mean, you and I talk about that all the time. We why, why do we keep going from, from? I mean, back in the day when we were committed to a four, three, we were a dominant defense. And then this whole three, four change got shoved down our throats. And it's always seemed like the Redskins are playing catch up with the personnel ever since, right? So. I'm all about who do we even have the nose tackle this year? Exactly. That's, that's, that's the question, right? So you have, uh, maybe it's going to be McGee. Maybe it'll be Ziggy hood. I mean, everyone kind of thinks Phil Taylor is going to chime in or step up or do whatever he needs to do. But but I mean, that's the thing. We, we, we looked at the defense. We did all these things. Jonathan Allen's great. Ray Anderson's great. All these people are great. But then, one of the most important positions, nose tackle. I mean, if you, if you haven't actually paid attention to a defense or if you never played football, like that nose tackle, the big fat guy, the, the me of the team, his one goal is literally just sit there and, and eat the garbage that comes his way so that the linebackers are free to move from left to right. Our linebacking core has always struggled because we don't have a tried and true nose tackle. So, if you want the linebackers that we have now, if you want Zach Brown to excel now, you need that nose tackle in front of him to to help him out a little bit. And that's the one thing that we haven't really looked at. And that, to me, is the most concerning. That, to me, is what I really want to see in training camp. I want to see somebody emerge. Maybe Phil Taylor emerges and becomes a stud. That I mean, that's what I'm really going to be looking for. I'm all about uh, defensive line and and hoping that they don't become our Achilles heel once again. I get it,
0: but I think... If I'm not mistaken, Phil Taylor was brought in all throughout last season, off and on for workouts and various other things, and just he was never signed. The guy was unemployed last year, and now we are thinking that he's going to be able to start nose tackle on the Washington Redskins defense. I mean, well, you also, have to, you also tackle- have to
1: consider Tom Sula being a, a key component in that, right? I mean, he, he's essentially said, I will make you a nose tackle. I will find somebody and turn them into a nose tackle for you. And that's kind of what he brings to the game. I mean, he's easily the best line coach that we've ever had, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, he was a head coach. He had some success in, on defense, specifically defensive line. He's not going to be any worse than Joe Barry's staff. I'll, t- I'll tell you that <laughs> it can't be worse than Joe Barry's stuff.
1: I'm I'm well, I'm a good 370 now and can barely run and I have a bad back and I'm pretty sure I would be a, a standout player on Joe Barry stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. But I, to me, it's like nose tackle has been the Achilles heel of the defense ever since we switched to a three four. That and safety, and I feel like we've changed the players and we've rotated players every year at nose tackle and at safety. And we've never found the true starter or the true
1: um, standout for either of those positions. And I mean, are you concerned with safety right now though? Or do you, do you legit, do you have like an actual concern? Because as far as I'm, I'm looking like if I'm looking down all the positions on defense, safety is surprisingly one of the ones I'm not worried about. Yeah, I am concerned about safety.
0: You have Sue Cravens who's never played safety before. This is going to be his first year. I think the guy's got a lot of upside. He's got a lot of athleticism. Just a very talented dude. And then you have DJ Swearinger, who's been on, what, like four or five teams in the past five years? I mean, so he had a great year with, with Arizona, but could that be a product of the system? Um, is he going to fit in here? It seems like he wants to play here. He's still a, a question mark to me.
1: And so the, the SUA playing uh, strong safety I'm going to equate that to a step up from when we had uh, Reed Dowdy, one of our favorite guys. I'm actually surprised I remembered his name because I (laughs) I used to always forget it when you and I were watching. Um, But the the equation there is a a step or two short on the speed, but the anticipation and the football knowledge made up for all of that, right? Seeing the assignments, taking the, the right route, all of that makes up for your lack of speed and athleticism I I really think based off just like the 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 piece that we saw of sua last year uh, even though it was linebacker I really think that he is just a pure football body so I'm not worried about him going full safety for us uh, DJ swearinger I mean he what well, he's boys with uh, with Jano uh, I mean they they're gonna be ball together yeah they're gonna be back there they're gonna be goofing off they're gonna be balling but sometimes that could be concerning. Sometimes that could uh, just push each other to go uh, faster and harder and, and stronger and, and do all the things that they need to do to, to really excel their game. Um, I'm not worried about the chemistry. I'm not worried about Josh
0: Norman. You see when he, he when he's on the field, I mean, full game face, I mean, he's he's a, a standout on the field. So I'm not worried about any of that. I'm worried about him staying within the scheme and being able to, to play the free safety position. I know he played strong last year and now he's switching. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see how that all works. I know, um, the former cornerback coach from Virginia tech is now, now here and apparently is a player's coach. So we'll see how that all works.
1: But who's who's third in line for safety. Is it Blackman?
0: Blackman's later on down the list. I think D hall was officially listed as third. Um, you had D hall, Blackman, and yeah, who knows? I mean, it's honestly it's not a deep.
1: I would say a question mark on DJ Swanger over whoever played last year in whichever game. I'm going to say that's a step up. Honestly, I, I mean, it, it's the same thing with like a uh, Terrell Pariah or, or anything like that. Right. You give me a question mark over. Well, not Terrell Pryor. That was actually a really stupid example. But I, I'm not worried about DJ Swanger at all.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, well, there's only one way to find out. And I think the first game is in exactly 14, 15 days, 15 days. We'll have our first preseason game. It'll be interesting. 15, 15 days. I, I think the Cowboys play the hall of fame game. I believe it's the Cowboys Browns in seven days now.
1: I hope they all get oh. injured.
0: That would be awesome. That would be <laughs> awesome. Let's go officially on the DTC record. Paul, what, is your season prediction in wins and losses?
1: Ooh, uh, I think it was USA Today said we're uh, like a 5-11 team, which I think is comp- complete doo-doo. Um, I'm going to give us a solid nine wins. That's where I'm going with this. I think we're a nine-win team, and I think majority of those wins come after the bye week. So, so you think be- we're one win better than we were last year? Yes.
0: And do you think Kirk takes a half step forward a win or, or takes a step back?
1: Does that make us half a win better, I guess? Well, actually, yeah, you're right, <laughs> half a win better. Uh, I think Kirk takes a step forward. Um, I think the the coined phrase, the Washington Monuments, those receivers and, and back shoulder fades, that'll finally work. And, and red zone uh, production finally taking shape and not sucking on third down um, on defense. I mean, I think all of that will get Kirk better numbers because hopefully he's on the field more and hopefully we convert more. Um, What about you? What are you thinking? So I'm
0: going to go. Oh man, I'm so conflicted. I'm so conflicted. It's just Redskins history is just running through my mind. I am so conflicted.
1: Are you, are you like either 14 wins or two wins? There's no like in between for you.
0: (laughs) I just, I keep thinking about how many times we've had successful seasons and then we come back with a two or three win season or a four win season, but I'm going to, I'm going to say if I were to give a range, I'm going to say eight to 10. Um, at this point, I'm going to say on the eight side on the eight side. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Kirk takes takes a step forward. I think Kirk balls out. I think he screws the Redskins even more. And is going to go elsewhere, probably San Francisco, maybe some other team, but make a lot of money and we're going to be completely screwed. Um, so I think he gets, gets us to eight wins um, and he's gone. I think the defense actually takes a small step forward. I, I think they're just a little bit more improved than they were last year. I think that stopping the run is still going to be an issue. I think that junior Gillette, uh Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, Ryan Anderson um, all take a step forward as a unit. I think outside linebackers is a strong point. I think our inside linebackers is a strong point as well with Zach Brown coming in. I actually think Mason Foster and Will Compton both take a step up. Um, Competition we've seen is always a good thing with these guys. Um, I think our receivers are are good. I think our running backs are good. I just think
1: that at the end of the day, we're an eight-win team. So you you (laughs) so that was like a 10 minute tangent of you saying literally every part about this team is good and stepping up, but still eight wins. We (laughs) are cursed,
0: Paul. We are cursed. (laughs) And this is what happens to us. Either we're going to be an eight win team or we're going to be a 14 win team. And Kirk's going to give it to us even, even more so because we're (laughs) going to go from 14 to zero wins after Kirk leaves. We're cursed. I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen. I think Joe said this before. Our best option is for us to win the Super Bowl this year. Our window and then then blow up the team. Um, It's not going to happen.
1: Honestly, I I can tell you what I know. I I know for a fact that the front office is essentially hoping that we suck this year, which sounds ridiculous, but that is the Redskins franchise for you. I'm almost positive they're hoping we're sucking this year. We're a two-win team. Because we have all these one year contracts and then that can essentially make it so that nobody else really wants to put the price out there for Kirk. We can retain him and then we can rebuild with Kirk. They're essentially hoping we suck so that we can rewind two years, build with Kirk and and then fill in the pieces. That's what oh. I think the front office wants.
0: FP, you've said this many times and it's just not gonna happen. No matter what, Kirk is getting paid 25 plus million a year with at least five years guaranteed and whether he has zero wins or whether he has 14 wins he's still getting paid we've seen it over and over again um mike glennon just got paid and all he did was sit for a year so (laughs) kirk is gonna get paid there's just no 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 doubt about it there's no way that he's going to have a bad year and that the price is all of a sudden going to go down. It's just not going to happen. It's
1: not the price. And and I agree with you. I don't think he's going to have a bad year, but I'm saying hypothetically, let's say he turns in a two win season production and has 25 interceptions instead of touchdowns. Do teams really want to go out there and commit the money or more of them on the Redskins side, or they're like, uh, maybe he's not worth this money. I'm not saying the market is going to dictate he's worth less. I'm just saying, the front office management or league league uh, around the league they may take a step back the way the the, the skins are the, the the hesitation may start popping up so that list of 15 may dwindle down to a list of 4 and it's between what the the jets the browns and two other really horrible teams you may as well stay here if that's the case that's what i'm saying i i, I again I like playing devil's advocate. I'm convinced that he'll have an amazing year. He'll have 5,000 yards passing. He's going to crush all the records again and we'll lose him. But I like to play devil's advocate and and assume that there is some way in hell that we can keep him, which there is not.
0: There is no way. There is no way, Paul. Nine and seven F piece prediction, eight, eight and eight L piece prediction. We'll take a break. After this break, we'll be joined by the one Manny Benton. We'll talk all things training camp.